0: Hello there. Before I get into anything with this podcast, you will not believe this. I had to re-record. <laughs> I have to re-record. I recorded this episode, and some of you may have already seen this. And none of the audio took. For whatever reason, I'm not blaming Mercury retrograde. That's over. I know it was a shadow period afterwards sometimes. I don't know what happened nothing was um showing there was no indication that the audio wasn't working that I was on mute anything and to make matters even weirder right after I recorded that episode which is this episode I recorded uh another episode with a person I was interviewing the audio is perfect. Everything's fine. So I'm just going to take it as spirit wanted me to change my delivery. I don't know. I'm also telling you this because the old me would have thought, you know what? I I, I, I will rerecord this later. I'm not doing it. This is crazy. You know, get really angry, really frustrated. But today I was just like, okay. I will re-record. And that was an hour 20 minutes and 56 seconds. <laughs> okay, and I'm also telling you this because you may have done something that you thought was great, perfect and everything looks great. There's no need to do anything. And then it comes back that uh actually we need to change something, we need to fix it and it's just like wait, what? No. These things happen. Take a breath. Because if you did it once, you can do it again. And I know that's easier said than done sometimes, but take that breath. It can be done again. All right. (laughs) Cross fingers. Audio is here with us today. Technology. The technology gods are on our side. What what planet is that? Uranus? Technology or is that Jupiter? I don't remember. Both the planets. Help me out here. Help us out. So... (laughs) this episode, where, where are we at now? 397. We are just three episodes away from the 400th episode. So little things going down at Headquarter Tia, Tia's headquarters. <laughs> I got a special guest coming on. It's going to be a great episode. I'm going to have some surprises. I want to make this episode really, really special. So hence the really, really. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I locked in a guest and that's where I'm at. So you don't want to miss out on that episode. And that's going to go live later on this month, actually on the 26th. So, you know, mark your calendars for the 400th episode. And I must say, because I said this when I recorded it at the time, so I'm going to say it again. I'm in a really good place. My Eagles are four and O. You know, I love football Okay. And I am just, I'm feeling good. And the number four was also what I talked about. So I have my notes, but I don't remember everything I said because some things are just off the cuff and I think of things. So I know that four was uh, a number that I talked about in the episode that never happened apparently. And uh, so it's funny because in uh, my immediate family, there's a little bit of division when it comes to football. And so I had to make fun of my stepdad. So I called him, laughing so hard, just a hearty laugh in his ear, because he does not root for the Eagles, even though he was born in Philly, and he still lives in Philly. But that's another story. So yes, I'm just so happy in my Eagles. One, I've been watching football since the days of Randall Cunningham. So this is, it's a great time. I also got a reading done and it was so great. And that's where the number four also came up. So four has to do with foundations. And that's another reason why I'm bringing up the number four for this episode, because October is emotional wellness month, among other things. Uh, And to talk about emotional vampires and psychic vampires, this seemed really relevant, especially with the holidays coming up. Uh, There's going to be a lot of people pulling, tugging, wanting our attention, our energy, want to know what we're doing and things like that. So number four, bringing it back, strong foundations, we're going to work on that foundational piece to make sure that you're going to be strong in your boundaries, strong in your sense of self, not just for the pending holidays, but beyond. And, uh, and, and the reading I had, it was just so great. And I can't wait to tell you more about it when things start to unravel. And if you recall the previous two episodes ago, I talked about my expansion list and I'm putting things into place. So a lot of great things are happening here and I have a lot of wonderful projects that I'm working on and I can wait to tell you about some. Uh, you will see within the upcoming months namely in 2023, and some of you will see towards the end of this year. So I'm super excited, and even I was showing my balloons. Where are they? <laughs> They're dying. <laughs> so if you're seeing this, you can see this on uh iTunes and on YouTube. I have my balloons. I was at an event, and I was going to celebrate, but, you know, the balloons are dying down now. But, you know, here's, here's to expansion. Here's to honoring ourselves. Here's to having a strong sense of self, sense of awareness to understand the people who are in our lives, especially when we have to deal with these energy and psychic vampires. So this is these balloons right here are to celebrate you. (laughs) Okay. To celebrate the the next level, the next chapter, because we are entering a new season. It's already fall here where I'm at. It's going to be uh, spring in other places, but even in our own personal cycles, we're about to wrap up the new uh, this year. So just cheers to you how far you have come in all that jazz. And I don't remember all the other things I said with the balloons, but thank you, balloons, and bye. <laughs> all right. So uh, a couple more things before we get to this topic. So Um, I am wrapping up the enrollment for the Goddess Mastery Mastermind. This is the last call for it. Uh, And I mention it now because when I went on my break, I didn't realize at the time that I was going to be on break for that long from the podcast. I just needed it. And it started with my birthday, so late August. And so I didn't promote it as much on the podcast. I actually only promoted one time, (laughs) two episodes ago, and I'm going to promote it here And that's it. So with the open enrollment, you get the live Q&As. That's the difference. So I close it. And then when I start my next mastermind, which will be the Cosmic Goddess Mastermind, I will open up the Goddess Mastery back, but it's just go at your own pace and no live Q&A. All right. So quick, 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 quick synopsis of um, the Goddess Mastery Mastermind. I mentioned this, uh, the other episode where I talked about life updates and people enrolled. So in case you're on the fence, in case you're just tuning in, this is actually the fourth round. There's number four again. Some of the things I said are coming back. This is the fourth round of the Goddess Mastery Mastermind. Also, if you want behind the scenes insight into this program, you can uh, look at the student highlight and I'll tell you the episode, I think is episode 387. It's on the landing page so you can Listen to it, uh, and that's where Brittany Brittany Bordeaux. She was in the last round, and she talked about her before, during, and after experiences with the Goddess Mastery Mastermind. And then I have the video testimonial from uh, Nadia. She is one of the first students of this program, and she's been taking it over and over again. And that's the thing with this: you get lifetime access. And the reason why I did this is because. I, I understand that once we level uh, once we overcome certain things there are new levels to conquer new things that come along on our path and we can still use these tools and apply it in different ways or some things that didn't quite uh, connect the first time it connects the second time because the first time these things were more important to address and now that you completed all that now this works for you. And that's one of the reasons why students like Nadia take the course over and over again. So this is a sacred transformational journey guiding you from several different areas. Some people come to me, they're dealing with the drain of life, meaning their boundaries are low or non-existent. So the draining part, that survival mode, you're doing everything for everyone to show up all the time, but not pouring into you. You want to do the right thing all the time, but is it really the right thing? Such as not speaking up to keep the peace. Is that really right? Cookie cutter lifestyle. So breaking down those lifestyle standards that have been forced upon you. So we're going to break that down to help you understand the life that you want to live. All right. So you can lead that deliciously satisfying, powerful, magical, sovereign life that freedom okay so <clears throat> i'm clearing my throat all right so this is for you if you find yourself feeling unmotivated unappreciated unappreciated uh if you give way more than you receive and you have your generosity taken advantage of you just want the freedom to expand and grow without judgment there's that expansion span word again You feel more like you're over it, uh, and that routine is just it, that I'm over it routine. Everything is just blah, what it is. And you're living a life you were told to live to be successful and accepted, but you're not feeling fulfilled. You have difficulty speaking up, dealing with your emotions, and your emotions and your knowledge get downplayed. And you just need a little bit of direction. That's okay. You know, we just sometimes need that direction. So if you want to reclaim the parts of yourself that you put on the back burner, you looking to unlock your magic, connect with the goddesses, really live that magical life you desire and deserve, then this is for you. And so many times I hear people say that they feel like an unpaid and unappreciated Aided, unappreciated, personal assistant. So that's what I have there. And that's what it's like for so many people. So these transformations that you're going to be experiencing in this mastermind or, um, yeah, mastermind program, I will going to say mastermind summit, <laughs> it feels like a summit sometimes. All right. To become more confident and free, have clear and solid boundaries And, you know, as I'm saying confident and free, I'm thinking of free and clear, like you're free and clear, like you're just living life. All right. The knowledge to navigate and create the life you desire, right? So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving you the tools for you to craft yourself and then you get to create the life that you want for yourself, tools and strategies to become more aware of and deal with people like emotional vampires. We're going to be talking about that in this episode. So level up, having frequency shifts, being fully present in your agency, and being stronger in your feelings and actions. Okay, And of course, to learn and understand your spiritual gifts. That's a huge one. So I'm going to quickly go over the five pillars. I'm just going to give the titles. I'm not going to break break it down. I want to get to the uh, the meat part of this episode, but I will post a link. So it's tiamariejohnson.com forward slash goddess mastermind. So pillar one is a five step pillar process. The if then process. Pillar two is triple moon goddess. Pillar three is barn. This is the acronym I created. Boundaries, allies, resentment, and networking. Uh, If this seems familiar to you, this is actually in my first book, and this course is a combination of the material from my first book, my personal trainings, experiences, and teachings. So everything in this program are the things that I've been through, lived, continue to apply. Um, So that's Barn. Pillar four is Fluid in the Language of Spirit. And pillar 5 is Discovering and Owning Your Spiritual Gifts. So in this program, you have access to pre-recorded, downloadable video trainings, weekly live Q&As, downloadable worksheets, uh, bonuses, and lifetime access. There are two new trainings. So uh, even if I update this course, you still have access to that. All right. And uh, so... The the two new trainings is the Confidence Cauldron, which I haven't released to the public yet, and the Sacred Sovereign uh, Sorcery Course. And to listen to Brittany Bordeaux's accounts, her experiences of the program, that's episode 387, and our banter on that episode is exactly how it's like in the live Q&As. All right. And there are two ways to invest, to enroll. Uh, The one-time payment includes the bonus of 60-minute Oracle reading and strategy session for $222. And uh, that one-time payment is $1,000. So you get that bonus uh, session included with that enrollment. And then for the monthly enrollment, uh, 12 payments for $84. All right, so that is the Goddess Mastery Mastermind wrapping it up. So you have a few days to enroll, and that is it. We are done. All right, last but not least, if we are not connected on Instagram, let's fix that situation. I am at Cosmic Underscore Witch Underscore Goddess, and the uh, podcast Instagram is Enchantress Underscore Society Underscore Podcast, both of which are. Uh, or will be in the description of this episode. All right, let's take a deep breath. All right, this
1: deep breath, bring it all the way in. Hold it. All right, and release. Push it all out. Again, all the way from the bottom here. All right, hold it and release. One more time. Deep, deep breath. Hold it and release.
0: All right. I feel better already. I just wanted to bring it back and shift the gears that way. So emotional vampires, psychic vampires. Let's get into it. As I was saying earlier, October is emotional wellness month. It's the season of the witch. The holidays are coming up. Let's get prepared for all that and more. There are three things I want you to keep in mind as you're listening to this episode. One is that, and this is the number one question I get about people's intentions. Do they know what they are doing? 99% of of the time, yes. It is very seldom, seldom when I come across people who are not aware of what they are doing. So, I'm telling you this so you don't feel guilty about the decisions you will be making to come back, to keep these people at bay. Okay. A way to determine if they know what they're doing is to take note of how they act once you implement your boundaries, once you tell them no, once you're not available for something. Okay if they act in the way that is a a, tan, a, um, a temper tantrum they disagree they don't approve whatever it is that's negative you you know that they know what they're doing because if someone said oh you know i'm not available for that or no i can't do it right now and they go oh okay cool and if you tell them like hey like i I don't get a chance to get a word in when we talk, whatever the case may be. And they say, oh, I didn't even realize that I was, I was just going through something and that's different, but if they always have an answer for it, take note of that. So people know what they are doing as you're, again, listening to this, keep in mind that because when people come to me for help regarding this, they have reasoning for people. Well, but it. And then once they get to, uh, what is it, pillar three, the barn with the boundaries and they implement that and they get their reaction, they have their answer. Next is, uh, what about the people who don't don't realize what they're doing, they won't change and you can't avoid them? When we get to the, the how to combat them part, how to deal with it, we'll dive into that because some people won't change no matter what you do. So you have to have your boundaries strong and then build upon it. You had to reinforce them, okay? And again, those who don't realize it, you bring it to their attention or you fall back a little bit, you know, and then you bring it to their attention. So you have time to figure out how you will address it and they correct themselves, you're good. The people who you can't avoid that you're gonna see during the holiday season, family members, we are gonna get in, into that. All right. And remember also, would I would I, what I'm going to talk about here with the emotional and psychic vampires, this is not about an interdependent relationship. Okay. So I don't want you to think, oh, well, when I go to someone to, you know, express my emotion, I need to get it all out. Am I being an emotional vampire? The fact that you're asking that question is signifying that you are aware of what you're doing. And you don't want to impose on anyone so no you are not an emotional vampire you're not a psychic vampire okay you're someone who's looking for a safe space to talk about their feelings a safe space to just talk right those who are not looking for an interdependent relationship they want that codependency they just want control you'll know the difference and we're going to get into that so I don't want you to mistake your actions as an emotional vampire or something other than that, okay? Because that interdependent relationship is when people work together and I always make the reference to football because I love football. You know, the quarterback he needs, he needs his O-line, his D-line, you know, the, the receivers, the special teams, you know, all, all everyone involved, the coaches, the st- everyone is involved to help everyone shine to get to the common goal, a Super Bowl right? The moment one person thinks they're better than, and wants all the attention to them, emotional vampire, right? They don't care what it is. They need all that attention. Things crumble. Okay. So let's, let's get into this. I just want you to keep those three points in mind. All right. So emotional vampires, who are they and why they do what they do? So Emotional vampires. Well, first I want to preface this by saying they can be anyone, your teacher, your coaches, because again, emotional vampire, they need that energy. They need to feel, they need to get that energy from you for whatever reason, excuse me, emotions. And we're talking about, about that. I'm using it interchangeably because with the psychic vampires, they drain your energy, which is also an emotional drain because you're just so tired and you don't have the emotional capacity to do other things, but it's separate. So uh, they could be your, your, your mom, your dad, your uncle, your cousin, your sister, your coworker, anyone. So emotional vampires are people who are emotionally needy, who feed off the attention of others. So this isn't like a A magical thing. This is a a regular thing that people do. Okay. And they just will suck the life out of you. And it has to be about them. It has to be about them. This is why they're doing what they're doing. They need that attention to feel something because they're disconnected from spirit, from source, from themselves. And a lot of times people don't want to do the work. Okay to understand their emotional needs and one so they can be self-fulfilling. Emotional vampires don't care about the occasion. And when I say don't care, I mean, it can be your wedding. You can have a girl's night out. You know, you're at the club dancing. You're at a cookout, a party. It does not matter. They will create some drama. So it could be about them because the moment someone gets too much attention that's beyond the attention that they're receiving, that's a big no for them. And you have to be aware the type of drama they create because sometimes they're passive aggressive. Sometimes they'll just storm off with some some people's belongings because they got an argument. It's just like, well, why would you leave? You know, you had people's belongings. Why would you create a scene? You know, this is someone's wedding. This is someone's party. This is someone's cookout. This is someone's celebration. This is someone's baby shower. Why does it always have to be about you? So pay attention. This is why you had to understand the people who are around you because everyone's method of getting attention is different. Sometimes people even use other people as a form to get attention, okay? So pay attention (laughs) to that, okay? Because it's easy to think, oh, they're going through something. Oh, they, oh, they, well, they could put that on the back burner while they're at an occasion, but they won't do that. So don't feed into that. Okay. So that's who they are. They want your emotions because they're disconnected, among other things. So I already explained some of the things it looks like. Okay, they will show out in in the worst way. They believe that their needs are more important than others. Okay. The rules do not apply to them because they're going through something, because you know they need that attention. They will interrupt your conversations. They will bring up something. Oh, anything, anything. Okay. They will call you with the same drama, no matter the time or occasion. They don't care about your feelings. So you will be on the phone with them and they will just talk, 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 talk. You may get one word in or they start off with, oh, so how are you? And then it circles right back to them because they need to string you along a little bit but don't get carried away. It needs to be about them, okay? So they will have the answer for every. Thing except when it comes to accountability. They they claim no accountability, okay? So whether or not you provide a solution for them, when you understand the trend, same situation, different guy, same situation, different job, right? And you start to say, well, you tend to date guys who are like this. Well, you tend to get jobs that are like that it's like no 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 but what they're not understanding is no but I'm this and they they always have an answer. You 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 tell them, "Yeah, you know, you actually did this at this occasion, like there really wasn't the time to to do that." Oh, well, you know, it's just no there is no just anything, okay? So you can't tell them anything. There is no solution for them, okay? You are just there to give them emotional support to the umpteenth degree, which is a one-sided friendship, okay? You will know this when you're on the phone with them. Whenever you interact with them, you will feel drained. I (laughs) I have seen people who I, I warned them, you know, like, hey, you know, but again, sometimes people had to find out for themselves because how do you tell someone, hey, Jennifer's an emotional vampire. They just suck the energy out of people. Even if you don't say emotional vampire, you might say, yeah, she's just an energy sucker. She just drains the room of fun. And someone may go, oh, well, maybe she's misunderstood or maybe they just have a lot of energy. You know, people, I'm not saying that they make excuses, but they give the benefit of the doubt because they don't know the person or they have a good heart. And they look at things from a different perspective. So I, I gave, I try to give some heads up and in a very uh, neutral way, if you will. And this one person after interacting with what the energy vampire went to sleep. That's how much this person drained that person's energy. And the thing is people who are, they're just good people. Some of them are impasse or are clear sentient and they don't know it. So they're, they're, they're just open and emotional vampires are swooping right in. They're like, oh, we have a clear sentient who doesn't know it. How delicious. And this poor person went right to sleep. That's how much this person was drained. It's a real thing. <laughs> okay. So you got to be aware. All right. So when do things like this? take place where emotional vampires can do things like this many ways. This is why we always have to be cognizant of who's around us and keep our most inner circle tight. All right. With the right people our VIP lists, all access, right? So when you are doubting yourself, when you need validation, uh, when life happens, maybe you lost your job the roof collapsed and you're just like, oh, my goodness. You know, a lot of things are happening. If you're moving on, you're going for that promotion and they have all the reasons for you not to do it. They, they are going to try and sabotage you in a way that doesn't look like it. OK, they're they just not ready for you to move on. And even if they act like they are, they're going to find a way to still make it about them. All right. All right. So it can happen in any way. It's not about you being weak because you're not or anything like that. You just have a good heart and things happen. And when you think this person is your friend, or you think, oh, well, they're family, they care. It's not always the case. So be aware to how people treat you. Pay attention to how you feel after you interact, while you're interacting with them and afterwards. That's the key, because I tell you, there are some people who I interact with and I spend time with them and it feels like it's not enough time. And other people, I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my God, it's only been an hour. It feels like it's been three. <laughs> you know, it feels like it's been a day. All right. So keep that in mind. That's emotional vampires. That's who they are, what it looks like. I'm going to dive in more into why they do what they do, because you, you may be a little bit surprised. The psychic vampires. Now, there are some psychic vampires who are good. There are people who willingly let the psychic vampire uh, take their energy. It's a, it's a it's change, it's mutually agreed upon. Okay, I'm not talking about that. All right, that's consenting adults doing it. What I'm talking about are the psychic vampires that want to drain you of your energy because again, they're disconnected. They want the control, whatever the case may be. And it's very distinct. Okay, so they don't always have to touch you. They can have that eye contact and try to draw in your your energy. But the most notable way they do this is by touch. And I actually saw this one time. I'm gonna tell this story before I dive into more who they are and so forth. And this was, this was years ago, very early on before I even fully understood the concept. I just started learning about psychic vampires and I was with my brother at, um, a cafe and we were sitting by the window. So it was like high stools by the window and, uh, it was late at night it was close to closing. And the one employer, he was just so tired, so drained. So he didn't even have the capacity to protect himself at this time, energetically speaking, probably even physically, because this, this was a tired, tired guy. He was taking out the trash. He had these trash bags. This guy was done for the day. And I see this other guy walk up to him. And uh, so if you aren't listening to this, please go to the YouTube channel so you can actually see what this guy did and I want to demonstrate it this guy walked up to him and he had a bit of a mischievous smile to him, like a little sinister smile to him. And I'm looking, I'm talking to my brother, I'm like, look, look, look at what he's doing. And my brother goes, I know, like, oh my gosh, this guy was touching him, like on his shoulder, like as if he was picking something off his shirt, but he was smiling and going like, ha ha. And he was moving back, but he kept touching him as if he was like pinching, but it was more like a soft pinch, like a touch, but he just kept touching him and stepping back, his elbows, his shoulders. And I was just saying, Mark, is he straining the last bit of his energy. And I didn't know how to help him. I didn't know how to go over and and like looking back, I would have maybe said something like, hey, um, I think someone's calling you or something. And again, this is not me saying that whenever you see this with someone go over there rushing, you don't know the situation. It may not be safe. Okay. And so I was just like, oh, my goodness, like this poor guy is getting his energy drained, the last bit of what he has. And that's what people like that do. They will touch you and, you know, places where they can get your energy. If they're hugging you and they're hugging you for a little bit too long. And we always know people who hug a little bit too long. And if they're touching your spine, like they're just like rubbing your spine, like "Uh, they're doing that. Push, push them away. Push them away. But they're trying to drain your energy and you will know the difference than someone who's just loving like oh i'm so happy to see you oh you know you know the feeling you got to start trusting your feelings your intuition that's your indicator that is your radar system okay just like you know the dude that you don't want to hug and, and your or the uncle or whomever and you're like oh give your cousin so-and-so a hug you're like i don't really want to but then your best cousin comes over your best friend, best cousin friend, you're like, oh my gosh, different. So uh, psychic vampires drain your energy. They will latch onto you and they're a little bit too touchy-feely. So these are people who they wanna be around you a lot because you're their supply of energy. So they wanna be around you often. They wanna know what you're doing. It's a little bit of a control thing as well. And also keep in mind there are different types of psychic vampires. So this is this is like an overarching one for those who are looking to drain your energy without your permission. All right. So what this looks like, as I was saying, they want to be around you a little bit too much. The the, the hugs are too long. The touching does lingers a little bit too much. They may try to do this. Actually, now that I remember, there was someone, I want to get too specific because, so anyway, someone was doing this several months ago to me where they were touching my elbow and, you know, I don't think they were a psychic vampire, but it was still a little bit like, I don't know what you're doing. So I did a quick uh, defense spell and this person just disappear for the rest of the night (laughs) they came back like one time and then that was it and they weren't even next to me so uh just just keep that in mind even if you're uncomfortable they don't have to be a psychic vampire even if you're uncomfortable you can back away you're not obligated to let people touch you to keep the peace so lingering touches they take up your your time and, and and your space so the holidays are coming up and let's say Uncle Bob, and I apologize if you have a wonderful Uncle Bob, I'm just trying to think of one of those, you know, generic names. So Uncle Bob, Uncle Bobby, have you, <laughs> okay? You see him at Thanksgiving and you already know, oh, here he comes, I don't want to hug him, anything like that. You see him walking around the table, you go to the other side of the table. You see him coming in the room, you go to the next room. Until you get to a place where you can say, I like, I'm not a hugger. I'm saying it's because, again, with the people who I work with, is everything is building blocks. And sometimes they have to work their way up to saying things like, I'm not a mood for hugging, or I don't want to hug, I'm not a hugger, no, okay, sometimes it's, I need to create the distance first. And that's okay, everyone's different, I'm not going to force someone to be direct when they don't have it in them just yet, because it does take time to work up to that, right? How do you tell you know, a family member, I don't wanna give you a hug or, you know, I don't really wanna be in your presence when your entire life, since you were a kid, you were forced to give them a hug. Oh, go on, give them a hug. It's like, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, oh, that that's just uncle Johnny. Well, okay, that needs to stop, <laughs> right? That's aunt Susan, okay. And that needs to stop, right? We're not gonna entertain that anymore. All right. So uh, when they try to take advantage, how, when does this show up? Well, when you have your, like, okay, so friendships or the talks that you're having with them, the friendships that you're having with them, um, they come across as very knowledgeable at times with things, uh, very charismatic. So they show up as nice, genuine people for the most part, you know, just full of life, but a lot of times that's because they're just zapping it from other people. There are people who are full of life and it comes right from them, from the source. And then there are other people who you can just tell, you can tell. So this is why we need to start paying more attention to the people around us and listening to our inner navigational system, our intuition. Okay. And also they can just show up at, um, just regular events and, 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 not harm anyone okay and you can just just enjoy the energy of the crowd there's nothing wrong with that it becomes an issue when they want to drain you of all your energy and don't care about your well-being that's the problem because we all enjoy energy you know the energy of the party is great everyone's feeling it But then you had that one person that's like, I'll take your energy, I'll take your energy, I'll take your energy, and I don't care how you feel. And we all have it. We have our mana, all that energy, and it has to be replenished. This is why we get burnt out, right? When we put too much energy in our job, that's just draining that from us, we get burnt out. We don't have the capacity to do anything else. And then we're in survival mode, right? So our job can be, quote unquote, an energy vampire in a way. All right. So moving right along. How to come back them. I feel like there was a story I told in between this, and I don't remember. I don't have my Nespresso today, but I do have my Starbucks. <laughs> so we're going to take a Starbucks break real quick. Man, that's so great. So, so great. All right. How to combat them. A strong sense of self. So I'm encouraging you to look inward and ask yourself questions like what about me or this situation is bringing people like that into my life? Keep in mind that more times than not, especially when you're starting your spiritual journey, especially when you are working towards expansion When you are looking to level up in any way, shape, or form, and you're just starting out, you made a little headway, there are always going to be people who see so much more in you than you see in yourself at a certain period of time, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that if you're starting something new and you're just like, oh man, this is a crazy project I'm working on. I got the job. This is my first time being a supervisor. You know, you're just like, man, like I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit over my head, but I'm going to go for it. I feel like this is what I should be doing. Meanwhile, there are people like, oh, she definitely got this in the bag. They definitely got this in the bag. I know their work ethic. I know that. I know they're nervous, but I also know they got this. And meanwhile, you got 50,000 things rushing through your head and things that could go wrong and possibly self-sabotage, right? That's the thing. To even know that about yourself is helpful because then no one can tell you things, right? No one can sidetrack you. And you are able to understand those who are really for you and those who are really giving you good advice, good constructive criticism. Well, I guess constructive criticism is good, but you know what I mean? When people try to pass off their constructive criticism and you know that it's bad, it's not really, okay. So, or it could be that you're just a very genuine, nice person. You're not confrontational and people think, oh, well, this person is going to have very little boundaries. They're going to put up very little fuss and I can drain them or a situation. Maybe you have a lot of great things going on for you and you're at this all-time high, right? Your frequency is at its all-time high. You're aligned. You got a lot of good things going for you. And it's like a big old beacon. And people are like, oh, I want that. But don't let that stop you. Please don't let that stop you. I can't begin to tell you how many times I heard people say, oh, I don't want, uh, how they put it? Uh, I I don't like the attention on me or, oh, I don't want to. It's like, everyone deserves their just credit. If you do an amazing job, let people give you that praise. It's okay if you're shy. It's okay if you're just like, you're a private person, but let people give you that credit and don't let your light go dim or out because you're worried about other people because now they've won. This is where you fortify your defenses so your beacon, your beacon of light can shine bright and attract all the right people. Because if you turn down the volume on your light, if you snub that light out, how are you ever going to attract the people who you truly want and need in your life? You're you're in the dark, they can't find you. So don't let that stop you, just strengthen your boundaries. And don't entertain BS or get into that. So it can be that, your situation, just who you are, but understand who you are. Which leads me to my next point is ask yourself, what do you truly want in a friendship and other relationships? Because if you're someone who is uh, more of a loner, for example, I watch Life Below Zero and it's about people who choose to go live in Uh, the most remote places of Alaska, they hunt, they cook, they they do it all. They build their own homes, everything, and they choose to not be around people. If you're like, hey, I'm a loner, I don't care, that's fine. If you do want some friends, ask yourself, what do you want in a friendship? Do you want a friendship that goes deep? Do you just want a, a nice little surface level friendship where maybe you go to yoga every now and then, maybe you go to brunch, you talk, but it's not that that deep, not that serious. You got a few things going on, go to, you know, like I said, brunch, maybe coffee, that's fine too. But ask yourself, what do you want from these interactions? Because if you want to go deep and really develop a strong friendship with someone, you got to make sure that it's an interdependent friendship. You got to make sure that they are also holding space for you when you need someone to listen, when you need to just figure out life, when you just need to talk. Right. It can't always be about them. It can't always be about you either. Right. So we have to make sure that whatever the scales are, that it all balances itself out because you may be in a situation where you really need help and your friend is in a good place and they help you and then now you're you're pretty much good even in your own right i'm not saying you both have to have single homes and a two car garage i mean you're both even in your own right you in your lane doing what you want to do and what works for you and your friends in their lane doing what works for them and then maybe they have a surgery And they're just like, oh man, I'm I'm feeling really down, you know, recovery is hard and you're in a good place. And now you're helping them and you're bringing them back up. So it always balances itself out. But if it's always like you're down here and they are always just me, 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 that's a problem. And you're going to have to cut that relationship off. All right. So ask yourself, what do you want from these friendships and other relationships? It applies to work and everything else that has the potential to drain your emotions and energy. All right. That's going to, ha- you're going to have to be that change that you want to see. I know it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but it's true. It's going to be uncomfortable at first for some, but you got to put yourself out there one by one. For, for some people, it's not hard. You know, it's like you know what? They are an emotional vampire. They are a psychic vampire. I'm tired of it. I'm done. I don't care. It's like you never existed. And if you're a Virgo like me, it's probably really easy for you, (laughs) right? Once you realize this. But in other cases, um, it is a little hard for people because uh, what people had told me, oh, but that's my friend from grade school that that's my friend from the neighborhood or, you know, I've known this person for a very long time. I understand that. And I empathize with that. But here's the thing. If they are not growing in their own right, and they also don't want you to grow because they loved it when you didn't have boundaries, when they took advantage of your kindness, when they took advantage of your generosity, that's going to be a problem because, The more you grow, the more you expand, you're going to need a support system. Everyone needs a support system. I don't care if it's one person. Everyone needs it. And the last thing you need is a fake friend sabotaging you. I talked about this, um, I think in my second book, the three groups of people. And the second group are the people who want you to succeed, but not surpass them, which means that they will sabotage you and have no problem doing so. That means you can have an apartment, one bedroom, that's cool. That means you can have a house with maybe two bedrooms and a one-car garage, that's cool. But God forbid, if you have a five-bedroom home and a two-car garage that has a pool, because you know now in their eyes, you're surpassing them. And they, they might have a home with maybe three bedrooms, Right. So, so, so your two bedroom home was cute. Right. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's the thing. You got to be careful. They should always be happy for you. Okay. And when I say always, I don't mean if you're doing something wrong, they're supposed to, what I'm saying is if you're doing something and it makes you happy, no one's getting harmed. They should be celebrating that as well. Not giving you backhanded compliments and so forth. So you gotta be that change. And and I'm saying that because the the people who I talk to and they're saying like, oh, that's my friend from, you know, fill in the blank. Those are the same people that are giving them backhanded compliments and so forth. So it's not cool, it's not healthy. So it's gonna be a little bit uncomfortable for some people, but here's the thing. The more you keep that person at bay and start showing up more for yourself, you're going to bring in those people okay because we're all magnetic our energy is a thing it's real so if you you're taking your energy back and you start focusing on your needs your wants the things that really make you happy as opposed to trying to make someone else happy and trying to fix someone you're going to go to places where you're going to attract those same people they're going to walk up to you whatever the case may be. And now you're going to have your support system, those people who want you to succeed no matter what, who will give you that that safe space to talk and so forth. You're going to meet them. I know this because I have them. All right. Uh, Next. Healthy sense of self. So to ask yourself, who am I really? Really take time to start to define who you are for yourself. Now, that's fine if you're like, Tia, I am, I cannot be defined. I love that. Don't get me wrong. That's, I love that. But I mean, for yourself, who are you? Who are you? Because once you start understanding who you are, your why, Well, now, not only are you unstoppable, but no one can play these mind games with you. Okay, you can see things from a mile away, you can protect yourself better. So start understanding who you are. Because I'm gonna tell you, a reason why some of these emotional vampires and psychic vampires exist is because they're not as strong as you. They are people who look up to you in some ways sometimes it's about control but a lot of times they look up to you they want what you have so it's a little bit of jealousy and it goes astray so I'm going to get more into that I want to I want to finish up this this point here so understanding who you are really and also getting healthy with your eating your drinking and when I say eating and drinking I'm not saying don't ever have pizza okay I love pizza and Buffalo wings. I'm not going to give that up, but I'm also not going to eat that several times a week. Right. I'm going to make sure if I eat that wings and pizza, that I'm not going to have that again for maybe a month or another couple of months going out. You know, I'm more cognizant of what I'm eating, but I'm going to eat the, the healthy foods more, not just organic because that's not, okay, I'm not even going to get into all that. Just because it says organic doesn't mean that it it's healthy for you. What I mean is just foods that agree with your body. So you can go to, um, I believe is a nutritionist. And you can talk to your doctor and say, I want to I know the foods that are best uh, beneficial for my body. And they can they can draw your blood. And they can do a lot of things to let you know, here are the foods that were best for you. Okay. You can also listen to your body. And and really work up. I don't want to say diet, but a, a good eating lifestyle. Okay, and not even balance because sometimes we can go overboard to try to make things balance, and it's more like a chaotic balance in my opinion. Like like go have the freaking cookie. Okay, all right. Like we're all gonna leave this planet anyway. All right, so don't don't go over and beyond with it. You know, just just pace yourself. All right. So um, working out, if you can't, you know, like work out in a tradition, I don't want to say traditional, but in a sense of like going to the gym, maybe go for a walk or take deep breath, you know, stretch a little bit, whatever you can do, do it. I've lost weight just walking, just by walking. So you don't have to um, get hardcore in a gym, but just to get your body moving a little bit, do whatever you can however you can. All right. And that includes also exercising your mind. What are you consuming on a daily basis? And how are you talking to yourself? This is important because this will either increase your defenses or lower them. All right. So if you're constantly consuming negative media, all right, I understand some people like things because it's very entertaining. I I get that. You have to be careful with that because In the world of broadcasting, there's a lot of negativity and that can really shape how you think and feel. And if you're constantly thinking a certain way and on the attack mode, you won't see that an energy or psychic vampire coming your way because they're going to agree with you. They're going to be like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 hug. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're completely satisfied because you're so consumed about this person's life that event this event that other person's life and it's like it's too much it's too much we no one should be caring about certain things as much as they do more than their own life like it's crazy whatever that's another conversation for another day so pay attention to what you are consuming mentally what you are talking about because that shapes your reality and it causes you to be less aware if you're consuming the wrong things, okay? Especially when it comes to talking to yourself, how are you talking to yourself? Because if you're saying backhanded things about yourself, you're not you know, complimenting yourself, you're not saying I love you, all those other things, guess what, someone else is gonna tell you something that you need to hear, that external validation I was talking about earlier, and then they are gonna drain your energy. They're going to take control and you won't even realize it until it's, I want to say too late because it's not too late, but until you're well into being over it and tired. All right. Emotional boundaries, confidence. You have to work on your confidence. I know that is a loaded topic. I know that a lot of people um, have a hard time dealing with confidence for multiple reasons. So focus on how you can develop your confidence, maintain it, and expand upon it. And don't get too concerned about people who get offended by your confidence, okay? They're going to try and say your confidence is arrogance. People who are aware know that their confidence will be mistaken for arrogance. And will arrogance take over sometimes? Sometimes it does. It depends on who you're talking to. Why? Because people try you. I'm not going to act like some people don't get arrogant, but that is a result of people who try you. I'm not talking about people who are arrogant and they're jurors. I'm talking about people who are confident and those who are insecure or just don't want them to be confident take offense. And then the person may get a little bit arrogant. It's like, well, you know, that's not on them. That is not on them that you feel that way. And why should they stop being confident to make you comfortable? So they're supposed to stop their blessings. They're supposed to not work as hard to make you feel comfortable. Someone who's not working hard at all, who just want to zap people's energy. Make it make sense, okay? So don't get concerned about people who are going to be offended by your success and your confidence and so forth. Screw them. (laughs) Next is, can you see that gets me riled up? <laughs> Understanding your needs and wants, you have to work on this and live it out. Step by step, one by one, eventually she's going to become your lifestyle. Understanding your needs and wants means that people will not tell you what your needs and wants should be. So when these emotional vampires come in and try to tell you, oh, well, you know, you should do this, you should do that, because what, like, I did this, and it worked for me. They're going to make it about them, and then they're going to make it seem like you need to listen to them, they're going to make it seem like you need to take their advice all the time, because, again, they're all knowledgeable. You can't tell them anything. You know, it always has to be about them. It has to come back to them. You need their attention. Or excuse me, you, you need them. Yeah. You need them to tell you how to navigate, how to do all these other things. Like it's a need. Like, like you need me. When really they need you. This is why I say this can also apply to coaches. If your coach isn't also working on growing, expanding, if your coach is trying to force you to join their next program and their next program, they make you feel bad about it, they're an emotional vampire. They're feeding off of that. And they have other issues going on. They don't care about your success. They don't care about helping you navigate a situation. They're telling you, you need me that's not true. You work together because the master is always the student, right? The coach, the mentor, whomever they are, they should, they should be hearing you, working with you. Yes, teaching you, but they're not above you. They figure out things and they're teaching you, but they can also learn some things from you as well. And they should not be making you feel uncomfortable. The point is to help you get to the next level, to help you achieve something, not to strain you along and strain you along and strain you along. And it's a vibe. You, you'll be able to feel that and understand that. So give yourself credit and understand your needs and wants, because that will deter a lot of issues with these vampires. All right, giving yourself timeouts. You don't have to be on all the time. You don't have to engage all the time. If someone has an issue because you didn't get back to them in 0.003 seconds, that's a problem. Okay. And I know there are some exclusions, right? I answer the call in like point like no seconds my best friend called, I'm like, ah, it's my best friend, right? <laughs> you may do that with your spouse. You may do that with some of your favorite people, right? You're like, oh. Oh, so-and-so is calling me excited. that's different because you know what that conversation you already know it's going to be fun it's going to be you know someone's going to spill the tea you know it's going to be fun it's going to be enjoyable that's different than uh jennifer's calling again you know she just want to talk about danny again who cares it's like you when you know you got to get prepared for someone that that's 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 one indication that mm, they drain your energy now also just because someone is a little bit of an energy drainer again going back to do they know what they're doing not someone could be needy for a short period of time and then they're okay that's that's different so again that's based on like a life situation right they just need a helping hand When you are literally loathing, you're just like, oh my God, what do they want? When you know you can put the phone down and let them talk and do other things and they won't even know, energy or emotional vampire, okay? (laughs) So you don't have to answer the call. You can legitimately be doing something or you just don't want to talk right now. And if they have an issue with that, you can tell them, hey man, look, I was busy. Okay. Like I understand that you want to talk, you know, you should not be talking to me like this. Okay. And this is another thing I, I help people with too. in My masterminds is I help them with uh witty comebacks. I help them prepare to say something back. Uh, whatever the situation is, I give them a couple of go-tos. And so you, you can say things like, yeah, like I, I understand that you wanted to talk and that's if you want to take the, I understand approach, because again, some people need to work up to certain things. I didn't have the capacity at the time. I was busy. And also say, Hey, look, you know, you got to give people time to get back to you. Like people are busy. People have a lot going on. And just because we're not talking about all the things that were going on, because you know, in this day and age, people, it's like the norm to tell all your business and when you don't tell all your business, you're not doing anything. So it's very warped in a way. I don't, I don't understand that privacy is like a commodity now. <laughs> okay, so you know, you can just say, you know, I people are busy, and you know, it, it was I was getting to say something else. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that because I was about to go down a whole other. I'm gonna leave it at that. All right. So if you want help with that, we can go through through, through, these brackets on the back of my teeth. We can go through a few things. So if you're just listening to this podcast, I have brackets on the back of my teeth. okay, To help keep them aligned. And it's it's causing me to enunciate even more because I had to like speak over the brackets. So bear with me. All right. So next is psychic boundaries. So this is, what's also going to help you from the psychic standpoint. We talked a lot about dealing with you internally, what you can do, you know, get yourself stronger. Okay. So you can continue to keep these, um, these boundaries going and to constantly be able to be cognizant of who's around you, the roles they play and how they show up in your life. So meditating, different forms of meditating. This is just another way to keep you aligned, to keep you mentally strong, spiritually strong. Meditating can take, as I was saying, many forms because it's really just about shifting your brain waves, getting you to be in a certain state. So you can you can dance, you can do meditating where you're breathing, close your eyes. Some people say when they're washing dishes, they feel like they're in a meditative state because maybe that's soothing for them and they get to think of things. Okay, so meditating, mental protection. Some of the ways you can do this include doing puzzles. And you may be thinking what does puzzles have to do with it? Puzzles like Sudoku, uh, wuzzles, regular puzzles, just um, like mentally solving things that require a little bit of strategic uh, analysis. It helps you to think outside the box. It helps you to uh, plan several steps ahead. It really keeps your mind mentally sharp, okay? Because when we aren't sharp, we let a lot of things take residency in our mind. All right, matter of fact, go to David Goggins' Instagram. David Goggins, buy his book, go to Instagram. That's all I can say. Like that's gonna help you be mentally uh, sharp as well, and that's what's gonna help you to get over a lot of the humps. That mental piece. Uh, watching interviews of wildly successful people. A lot of people um, they look at the end result, but they don't realize all oh, the the sleepless nights. Nice, the the mental drain, the arguments, the things that happen in the background, the high, the peaks and the valleys, a lot of things that help them when they're in uncomfortable spots to get through that so they can get to the place where they want to be because it's easy for people to revert back to something that's comfortable and try to figure out how they can put up with the people. But the thing is, when when you don't do this and you revert back, you're going to experience some tendency. Some people eat too much. Like I was emotionally eating. Some people drink too much. Some people pick up certain addictions and then their body starts to to get uh, a little bit bigger because they have to protect. So what happens in a spiritual takes form. So on a spiritual level, if you're letting people drain your energy, drain your emotions, your body's like, well, we have to protect ourselves. If If you are not protecting yourself, your body's going to kick in and you're going to eat, you're going to drink to numb, you're going to eat to bulk up, to protect. That's what I was doing, not realizing it. And that's what happens. So work on that mental protection. All right. Listen to YouTube um, videos of the different herds, like the four, Was it, 423? um, You can look up uh, um, mental, um, not mental, but you can look up uh, protection healing music, all right, and really listen to it and imagine that protection there and protecting your aura field. So what I do is, so I'm going to use my phone here as an example. So again, go to the YouTube channel if, if you don't have iTunes. And so say, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, the front part here of my phone, let's say that's the reflective part of the mirror. So mentally, I envision floor length mirrors, and I tell this to my students often, surrounding me, like the length of my height. So I'm five, six, so I'm imagining five foot six mirrors, all surrounding me. And the reflective side is face opposite of me. So whenever someone's sending that negative energy, they're trying to drain me or whatever, several things happen. Either the energy gets trapped in the reflective part in a mirror, the energy bounces back, gets sent back to them, or they see the reflection of the nastiness. And that scene is on a spiritual level. And they will back away from you because people can't stand their own nastiness, right? Just like when someone cheats on you and you go cheat on them, they can't take that. It's like, oh, oh, well, no, 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 no. You did, the, I'm not saying, you know, tick for tag to go do that. As an example, people don't like to be cheated on, but it's okay when they cheat. They don't like their own nastiness. So that's, that's the one thing that's so great about or those things or what's so great about that mirror protection exercise is that it goes right back to them. It gets trapped or they have to deal with that. Either way, it makes them go far, far away. All right. Also, I ask my angels to go before me, my archangels to go before me. I ask the goddesses to go before me and protect me. And that has helped me so many times, especially when I don't want to talk to someone. <laughs> they either don't show up for the meeting, the meeting gets delayed, canceled. Like, something happens in my favor. The meeting doesn't last as long. It's wonderful. All right. So that's what you can do. So for the holidays, you can say angels. If you work with goddesses or you know whomever you work with, go before me. Please go before me, protect me, you know, give your thanks to them and and all that jazz and watch the changes that happen. All right, so see them for who they are. As I mentioned earlier, they're not as strong as you, especially an emotional vampire. They want what you have because of that disconnect that they have and their lack of wanting to do the work. They want what you have. And you may be thinking, but Tia, I am on the struggle bus. Listen up. You're on the bus and that bus is going somewhere. They aren't on the bus. They're still on the the curb, curb curbside. They're on a sidewalk. I give you an example. Many years ago, (laughs) many, many years ago when I was in college, (laughs) back in the 1900s, Back in the 1900s when I was in college. Um, I, I, it, when I was close to graduating, I was dealing with a lot of personal things. My grandmother uh, was dying of cancer and then she died before I graduated. It was a really tough time, really, really tough time. My pop-pop, he had went missing. It, it was a lot going on. It was other family stuff going on. It was really hard for me to graduate with my bachelor's degree and I still had to hold down a full-time job and my full time, it, it was a lot going on. And I just remember I was just so out of it because my grandmother was dying from cancer. She was just slowly dying in front of me and there was nothing I can do. Like I, I would order books about eating clean. Nothing was working I was just out of it. I was so close to my grandparents. I talk about this in my first book. And at one point, in the semester, I go to accounting class and it's a test. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, that's how long I haven't been going to class because I was so out of it. Or maybe I was going to class and I was just so out of it, I didn't even realize it, but I remember going to class. And I was just like, it's a test today. And I, I couldn't remember anything. And this was accounting two, I believe. I don't even know, it was accounting class for sure. Because I liked the um, professor, he was so cool. Funny, funny, funny guy. Um, I still think about him. It's uh, so so nice. Uh, and I went back to class, got the test back, and I got a D. And I remember thinking, well, at least it isn't an F. That's who I am. I mean, I could have been like, oh God, I'm failing. You know, my I, and and if you're someone who thinks like that during that time, I'm not judging you at all. You know, we all go through different things. But what I'm saying is that's the type of person I am. I thought, well, at least it's not an F and I still graduated, you know? So what I'm saying is, yeah, you could be on that struggle bus, but you're on that bus and that bus is going somewhere. And one day you will not be on that struggle bus. So don't let anyone take that from you that you're on a struggle bus. Don't let anyone, you know, make you feel bad about it. They should be helping you or don't say anything at all. Okay. But know that even if you are going through something, or even if a lot of things are going well in your life, maybe, maybe one area isn't, they want what you have regardless. And you don't know what they value. That's the thing. Another thing I hear from people is, oh, well, I don't, I don't really do much. Like I, that's not the point people can be jealous of you just because the way people love you or how easy it is for you to do something and you got credit for that people acknowledge that they love your material whatever it is so they want to zap that that energy they want to zap those emotions they want to prove to you that they're better by doing all these things by trying to keep up with you and you're not even realizing it because you're like well that's my sister that's my brother that's my mom like who Who thinks like that? That's my cousin. They do. (laughs) They do. So, you know, keep that in mind. They're not as strong as you. You need to see people for who they are, not what you are imagining them to be. Okay? They're not happy. They're not happy. Because if they were, they wouldn't be trying to steal what what you have.
1: Okay? And they want what you have. So what do they feed
0: off? You got to remember, as I was saying earlier, the way people create drama varies from person to person. And sometimes people will will use their kids just to create attention. Some people have literally no limits. So once you understand how they feed off of people's energy, emotions, now you know how you can see them for who they are and call them out without being emotionally charged yourself. Because remember, even if you get angry and you start going off, they may love that. So now they can be the victim. And they can say, See, Samantha is, you know, saying all these things about me, but she doesn't get where I'm coming from. No, yes, Samantha does. You're full of crap and you're trying to play the victim, and don't you dare cry. Right? Don't you dare go around telling your, your, twisted story. So you have to be able to say what you need to say when you're ready to say it from a standpoint that is very calm, cool, collective. As uh, Theodore Roosevelt says, speak softly and carry a big stick. Your big stick is your words. That's gonna be the mm, right? But you're going to craft it. You're going to rehearse this, so you won't get sidetracked. And when you talk to them, you're going to pay attention to their tone and their words that you know they use to segue into. Oh yeah, well you know Johnny. Uh-uh. Don't entertain that conversation. Do not answer them. So if they say, Oh yeah, you know Johnny called and you know, like I didn't answer the phone, you know, he got to change the subject. Yeah. And, you know, so today at work, I don't care how awkward it is, make it awkward because they have no problem making it awkward for you. So if you change the subject, so what? It, It has to be a little bit of that. I don't care attitude because you can't put their feelings and their sense of being comfortable before your own. So when you go to call them out, you can say, Hey, look, when, when you say things like that, I don't know if you realize it, but it's, it's, it's really coming across as X, Y, Z. And they may say, Oh, well, that's not what I attended or I don't remember it like that. It's like, well, that's what happened. That's what I'm telling you it's, it's not an opinion. What I'm saying is you are saying that harsher than you've realized or when you do that, this tends to happen and it's, it's a cycle that's not healthy. You may want to go to therapy, right? So now it's just like, what can they say to that? No. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. You're right. You don't need therapy. You're right. What you're saying is coming across crystal clear because apparently everyone gets it, which is not true. And you, you just go, you're right. Okay. Okay. You don't even have to tell me you're right. You say, okay. I, I tell my friends now, if someone tell me five plus five is 125 to the fifth power, you're right. I'm not arguing with people anymore. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm just like, I can only be direct and in the most sincere way. And if at that point in time is still static. Okay. So I know it's going to feel a little bit awkward, a little bit uncomfortable, but let it be uncomfortable. That's the problem now is that everyone wants to be comfortable. Not everyone. A lot of situations are set up for people to be comfortable and things like that. Who is it comfortable for? Okay. Because it's definitely not you and mine. All right. So, and that's to make sure that they don't try to be the victim. And even if they do try to be the victim and try to make you the villain, you know the truth. And you got to understand that some people want to believe that you are the villain. Okay. And those people don't matter. Boundaries do not give into their drama. Cut them off on the phone. Another thing. Oh, you know, my doctor is calling me on the other line. Oh, I, I got to get the laundry. Oh, you know what? I, I got my food preparing to cook. I got to get that. Have these go-tos. So when they start to get into their, their, their rant, when they start to engage in the emotional draining, cut them off. And these are for the people who you can't get rid of. Okay. These are the family members that you still have to talk to. Okay. For whatever reason, you know, if it's a friend who's I don't know married to your brother, you still gotta talk to them. Know all their little cues, their micro expressions, and have your go tos to cut them off on the phone to to end that conversation, shift gears, get get your your topics together in your mind, your sentences together, shift it. And they try to circle back, shift it again, or walk away. Be like oh, I'm gonna go get a drink. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Okay. I don't care if you go to the bathroom and play solitaire on your phone. <laughs> All right. Do not, do not, do not reward them when they let up, when they ease up from calling you and emotionally dumping, when they ease up on trying to take your uh, energy. Do not reward them by engaging in conversations to see if they, oh, no you're going to reinforce those boundaries by continuing to not have those conversations to continue to not entertain that drama because you are expanding. Well, not because also you are expanding. So your your boundaries, let's say if your boundaries were, uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can describe this to, to, uh, the non-video people. (laughs) I'm loving this video, but it, let's say your defenses were at a level 10, right? Your boundaries at a level 10, but now you're expanding and now you need to up the ante with your boundaries to level 15. Well, that may require you to, um, go go to a spa and get a massage. So that way you can calm your nervous system down more, be in that frequency of receiving. So you can receive your blessings and not self-sabotage. You're doing more things that you haven't done in the past, or you're doing more things that you used to do maybe a little bit of in the past, right? So you need to protect that and you need to have a lock on your privacy. So, when they are just like, oh, well, I'll just come back and, and test the walls to see if there are any cracks in her boundaries. And you let them in and you tell them, oh, well, you know, I started doing this. I started getting massages biweekly. They may say, oh, well, like, isn't that expensive? You really don't need a massage. You can just go get one of those home kits. And, you know, because like I want to go get a massage and this lady, I don't know what she did to my back, but now like my back got like a little like crook a little something in it. And like, I should get acupuncture and they go on and on. It's like, well, wait a minute. I was just saying that I'm enjoying massages. How do I get to her back? And now we're talking about Danny again. What the hell? So (laughs) it's going to be Danny. And then like, Danny got me the Groupon for the massages and I don't even like the place. It's like, how did we get to this point? Right? So do not let up maintain your privacy. And so what if they don't like it? They misused your generosity. Now, if they change, if they're one of those people and the 1% that didn't realize what they were doing and they genuinely changed, they corrected what they were doing, that's different. That's up to you to make that decision. How far are you going to let them back in your life? But people who aren't changing, don't lower your defenses for them. Do you want your ship to sink? <laughs> Do you want to miss your blessings? <laughs> okay. Also, remember how far you have come in in, in in your progression here and what is waiting for you. This is not the end. It's simply the beginning. That's the thing. Sometimes we forget how far we have progressed and we think, oh, I'm in a good spot. So I'm gonna do this. It, that would be equivalent to, oh, I work so hard, I trained so well, so I'm just gonna eat you know all the junk food. And it's just like, hmm, maybe have one junk food if that's what would you want to eat, but don't reward yourself by consuming all this bad stuff because you worked out. It's gonna cancel stuff out and all that hard work you put in for what, right? So remember how far you have come in your process. All right? And remember, what also is pending, right? We don't know all of our amazing blessings that are coming our way. And imagine you are just a few steps away from receiving this, but you let that emotional vampire back in and they set you back 10 steps. You don't know it's 10 steps. Those 10 steps, in order for you to regain that, to get back to where you were, that may take you three years. You don't know. Cause you gotta undo what they did, right? And that's when you realize what they've done. So don't sabotage yourself. It's not worth it. It's a beautiful life outside of trying to make people happy and having them drain you just to be a good friend, a good wife, a good sister, a good daughter, a good whatever, all right? Uh, if you don't wanna hug, don't do it. Put the hands up like, oh, I'm good. Like, oh, I'm not in a hugging mood today. You know, whatever you need to do. You know, I'll call them out as I discussed before. You know, ha- have your witty comebacks, people, time block. I love this. So I've been telling people to do this, it's been working like a charm. I do this as well. When you are going to uh, an event with people who, again, family members, coworkers, whomever, and you know, there's going to be some of those vampires there and so forth have a time block for those people. You're there for three hours. They don't know you're there for three hours. You might even have two hours. You don't have to set an alarm on your phone. You know, when you get there, all right, it's three o'clock. All right. uh, Six o'clock, I'm out. That's it. So you're going to, you're going to talk, you're going to do your thing, and you're going to leave feeling great. I've done this so many times. And then people end up telling me what happened just through talking like, oh man, you you left before this went down. I'm just like, wow, like that's crazy. (laughs) Wow, that, that is something. Because here's the thing, start to get to know people and their habits, right? And you know that you can protect yourself better now. So you're not giving them a chance to do something goofy right? You're just like, oh, time to go. Oh, the holidays, you know, so-and-so is drinking. Mm, yep. We're going to be here for three hours, three and a half hours and this time to go. You might have a little buffer with football being on, you know, you can just like, hey guys, let's look at this. But you know, it depends, depends on the family. All right. So uh, I talked about the mirror protection and finally wrapping this up. Get to know your intuitive gifts, your gifts, your clears. Whether you're clairvoyant, clear sentient we all have um, ability to to really turn up the volume on all these clears. Some of us uh, have about two or three clears that are the strongest. So you know you got to really understand how you are receiving messages from spirit, and and how how you are. Um, uh, tuned into your intuition as a whole. So if you are someone who is clairsentient, you are going to feel a lot in, in your chest area. It may even be con- uh, connected sometimes to your stomach uh, area when you feel certain things. So that may cause you to overeat. That may cause you to uh, want to stay in the house for longer periods of time after you interact with someone because you need, you need that, that comfort. Okay, so really understand your spiritual gifts because now you're understanding what they are trying to take from you, right? Because if you don't know your gifts, you don't know your treasures, you don't know the value of it. But I tell you who does know the value of it or who, yeah, who do know the value of it, those emotional and psychic vampires. All right, so that's what I have for you today. Um, Hopefully this audio works. (laughs) I remember, I want to say everything that I I felt like it was one thing I wanted to say that I don't remember, but that's okay. You, you get it. Please continue to protect yourself during this time. And just know that I am sending you lots of blessings. So much love. I am rooting for you. Please protect yourself, your energy. All right. Be kind to yourself and I will see you in the next episode.